Welcome to Planet Aria, the show that gives you an insight to life. I'm Aria, and in tonight's program, I tell a story, I talk about life in Jakarta, and I make a complete fool of myself. That is all to come. But first of all, let me read you a story about life in Jakarta. Now, Jakarta is a very crowded city with over 10 million people and has a higher population density than New York City. In Jakarta, the increase in prices and scarcity of land reduces affordable housing availability drastically, forcing some of the population into living in such horrible conditions. Many of these settlements are located along Chilwong River. The river flows from Punchak Highlands to the Java Sea, passing active volcanoes and significant cities. The river is very polluted and floods very often. The river has become a dumping site for waste produced by domestic, industrial, and agricultural activities. The river is so dirty it has become black. Settlements along the river has contributed significantly into the increase in floods and pollutions. So, try to imagine the quality of life these settlements can provide to its residents. It is polluted, check. It's smelly, check. It floods a lot, check. And remember this, that the Chilvon River, the one they're living on, is their primary water source. Keep in mind that their primary water source is polluted, smelly, and floods a lot. One of the people living in said terrible conditions, aka slums, is Neng. Neng is 14 years old. She lives and works on Venus Alley, a lane in the notorious Jambatan Basi slum in Jakarta, Indonesia. Unlike other children her age, she rarely gets to see the sun. The slum is one of the most densely populated in Indonesia rising to four stories in places the ground floor homes are reasonably well constructed still as they ascend they become increasingly makeshift with walls and floors made from wood and scrap metal sunlight is also short in supply throughout the slum due to narrow alleys and tall buildings in the densest areas people have built across the top of alleyways, cutting out the sun altogether and plunging the lanes into perpetual nighttime. Here, the only light comes from neon tubes and bare lamp bulbs hanging from wires. The air is stale, and the lane smells of fresh trash and fresh poop. Neng is a typical teenager 
with a trendy haircut and Gangnam Style t-shirt, reflecting the internet craze. But she dropped out of high school when she was 10 years old. Now she works at her family's food stall and at a small t-shirt factory in the slum. I left work because my teacher was always angry with me. I don't know why and I did not do anything wrong, she says. Now, I wake up in the morning and help my mom cook the for the food stall. Then, I go to work and make t-shirts. I earn roughly 50,000 rupees a day, which is around 5 United States dollars. I keep 10,000 for myself and give the rest to my mom. Nang says she is not happy with her life. The main problems with living here is that there is no soccer field or place to play. She continues, We don't have a bathroom in our house and we have to pay money to use the public toilet. I absolutely abhor living here. If I want to leave, I can't, says Nang. Over half of Jakarta's population lives in the slums. As many other cities do, Jakarta has many, many problems. The three main issues in the slum area are flood, safety, and sanitation. In addition to that, these slums have poor sanitation, a lack of access to clean water, overcrowding, and hunger. According to the deputy governor, slum residents stinky, dirty, and uncomfortable. No wonder if the residents often get sick like vomiting, diarrhea, and mosquito-borne diseases. This is, in my view, the biggest problem in Jakarta because many people in the slums are dying from diseases and the quality of life is terrible. Many ideas to find a solution to Jakarta's slum problems have been raised. The traditional approach to upgrading these slums, which consists of razzing and reconstructing without residents' consent or participation, doesn't work. Many cities' preferred solution to fixing deteriorating slum conditions and affordable housing shortages has been only to knock the slums down and rebuilding in the most cost-effective way possible, usually on the city's outskirts. But this practice doesn't even consider the residents' sense of home and place, employment and social networks, and essential services. It does not improve affordable housing options whatsoever. Now, some cities are adopting new approaches. For example, Surabaya in Indonesia introduced an innovative housing program in the 1969. It is called the Kampung Improvement Program, which transformed the way residents of poor, traditional neighborhoods called Kampung lived in the city. Though it's not perfect, this program became one of the earliest examples 
of successful slum upgrading in the whole world. Surabaya raised funding from development organizations, including the World Bank, to provide the necessary funds to provide infrastructure such as gutters, paved footpaths, stormwater drainage, public toilets, waste management, and schools. On top of physical interventions, the city empowered individuals to participate in the planning process and upgrading their homes. Communities typically contributed half of all upgrade costs. The residents also helped with the ongoing operation and management of projects like piped water and roads, which created a greater sense of neighborhood ownership. The Kampung Improvement Program have been useful for Surabaya. The residents have benefited from improved access to essential services, structurally sound houses, shops, a healthy local environment, and a sense of pride and ownership over their own neighborhoods. is a very crowded city with 10 million people and has a higher population density than New York City. The increase in prices and land scarcity reduces affordable housing availability drastically, forcing some of the population into living in such horrendous conditions. The three main issues in the slum area in Jakarta are flood, safety, and sanitation. Many ideas to find the solution of Jakarta's slum problems have been raised. Many cities' preferred solutions to fixing the deteriorating slum conditions is the Kampung Improvement Project. Increased funding from developmental organizations, including the World Bank, provides necessary infrastructure such as gutter, paved footpaths, stormwater drainage, public toilets, waste management, and primary schools. Though it's not perfect, this program became one of the earliest examples of the successful slum upgrading in the whole world. On top of the physical interventions, it empowered individuals to participate in planning processes and upgrading their homes. The Kampung Improvement Project have been useful for Surabaya. Thank you for listening. If you want to see another episode, please comment down below. Thank you and goodbye.